Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are listening to this week's episode of Tree Talk, episode 180. Can you imagine, Matt? I'm delighted to join, as always, by Matt Callan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. Again, a lot to go through this weekend. We had the heroic 120s game last night where Limerick snatched victory at the death. We had the disappointing weekend with two losses in the league final for our senior football teams. We've come to Bulls Connection to We're going to look at some more MVPs this time in the football. There's an awful lot to get through. So stay tuned for all that and more throughout the course of the Bonesman Hour. Impression the game, we get all with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shorty Buckley. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about him. Made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that that's it. No if, no but. Uh, there was a report of daylight robbery in the two scale crowns last night, Matt. The Limerick under 20 herders, 3 7 to 15 points. Um, on the outset, you just say it was poor, poor scoring by Limerick, but going into injury time, going into, I suppose, the final minute of injury time, it was 2 6 to 15. Kane looked dead and buried, and Carl O'Neill. As he's so often done for, for his underage sides. But over the course of the game, there's there's a lot of work to do for Limerick. But talking to Darren Mullins afterwards, um, all you have to do is get the win in a round robin. And that's what they did. I suppose, what was your overall assessment of the game, Matt? Well, first of all, Jack, after the weekend that we had and um, being so close in, in a couple of games at the weekend to get a win, you know, was a welcome respite. And it was a nice bounce back. But I have to admit, with... 63 minutes on the clock that I didn't see it happening, to be quite honest. And, um, you know, were I, were I a neutral, Jack, I, I, I would be heartbroken for Claire because yeah. up, up, but I'm not a neutral. So, unfortunately, for Claire, I'm not heartbroken for him. Um, but, um, yeah, they, they, like, you know, for most of the game, Claire were on top, Jack. Uh, apart from those early moments when Limerick got the, playing into the wind, they got the cushion of a goal and a point. And um, like when they turned over, they, they turned over 12 points to 1-2 down. One suspected that we'd have an onslaught from Limerick um, immediately after immediately after the resumption. But it wasn't the case at all. It, 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 it was clear with, with more of the same. Like the work rate and... and um, intensity that Claire brought to it um, I think for a, a while shocked Limerick and um, <coughs> Limerick really found it very very hard to get their usual game, their usual cohesion their usual fluency fluency going and um, <coughs> you know um, getting the right result at the end is fine but um, I'm, I'm sure it has left a, a quite an amount of work for uh, Dermot Mullins and, and his backroom team to do over the coming couple of weeks before they face Cork and um, 
it, uh, I, I have no doubt that they, they will knuckle down to it. But um, uh, overall, um, we were expecting great things having gone so close last year and having, um, having um, you know, come so, uh, having so many of the players back on board this year that um, uh, like the, the prospects of Limerick being serious challengers and contenders and um, for this year's comp- championship, um, that was the expectation. But um, it, it probably still is the expectation because I have no doubt Dermot and, and um, Tommy Quay, John Meskell and Richie Flannery and, and co will, will have learned so much from last night um, uh, to bring to the table when, when, when Limerick go down to Cork in a couple of weeks' time. And uh, I suppose it's uh, with the new format in Munster of a round-robin series, a win in two games in a round-robin, I suppose it's half job half done. Like, yeah, pretty much job if, done. If, if we were speaking here, Jack, um, uh, with the result uh, or with the outcome as it looked to be with 63 minutes gone, and that that was was um was going to be a clear victory, and we having to go to Cork to win, we would be in a very very serious position. Yeah, but we're halfway there, and we we possibly possibly have actually qualified for the semi final, Jack. But um, because Cork go to Clare next week, and anything other than a win from Clare would means that Limerick are through to the semi finals. Yeah, we could have some shadow boxing on the, on the 20th of April when Limerick go to Parky Cueve. I suppose there's a number of things to emerge from the game. The wind, like we were in the press box, you don't actually realize to go down pitch side. The wind was playing out, like you could tell from the players, but you wouldn't realize how strong that wind is. Even Aidan O'Connor just taking freeze, like when you're lifting the ball, the ball will, will come away from you before you strike it. Both goalies suffered from it. The, the puckouts weren't even reaching the 65, which is pretty much unheard of these days. And Claire coped far better. Um, in the conditions than Limerick did. Um, I suppose a bit of complacency for Limerick, who were heavy, heavy favourites going into the game, but we needed most. Carl O'Neill was the man. Um, I suppose he scored in the 70th second, I'd want to say, to get the first one. And then with less than 70 left on the clock, he gets his second. And not only that, gets the, the crucial winning score. And when things are going wrong, you need your big players to stand up. And he definitely stood up and was counted for last night. Ah, he really did, and 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 um, the first goal was an excellent goal because um, it it was a case of he got possession. He it was a hard hand ball now that he won, and and he 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 literally went headlong for goal, and his finish was clinical. It gave the goalkeeper um, absolutely no chance at all the way he hopped it in front of him. So like that, um, yeah, that was excellent, and uh, you know he. Whilst by by Cahill O'Neill's standards, in between the two goals, he was, you know, he was probably relatively quiet. But that's the level of expectation that's directed in his way. But um, I'll take him being relatively quiet all day if he'll end the game with two three, um, because that that's a massive contribution. And um, yeah, look, when when we got that free thirty meters out to have the nerve to go for it, I know him. I know he had to go for it, but it was an unstoppable shot, Jack. Yeah. It was a clinic, clinically struck free, absolutely fantastic shot from Cahill O'Neill. And, and then to put the icing on the cake and to cap it all by sending over the winning point 
um, you know, um, ab absolutely fantastic. Probably, um, you know, there may be a downside to Jack in in, yeah. in, in that in that we we may lose him um, in in that um, John Kiley will have taken note, I'm sure, um, for Sunday week and and. Um, were he to feature on Sunday week, um, it, it would rule him out for the rest of the competition. We spoke about that last week, but um, um, it is what it is. But at least for now, um, we, we've we've got over the first round, and um, that 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 is absolutely crucial. And Jack, we would have we, we would have taken the hand off you for it with with ten minutes left, with five minutes left, yeah. and not only would we have taken the hand, we'd have taken the whole out of you. After 63 minutes for it. Yeah, I suppose just these these big players um, stand up and count it when, when it needs most. Like, I mean, you mentioned it there. I don't think we're going to see Cahill O'Neill for the 20s again this year. I just I can't imagine a scenario in Parky Cueve where he, he doesn't feature. Um, I think Colin Coughlin is probably borderline. Um, it's more often than not. You see forwards being changed, so that's probably my reasoning there. Um, yes. Adam English is... He's still very young, like it's only a second year of twenties. I think it'd be very valuable for him, but like he wouldn't rule it out. The thing for Limerick is, even without O'Neill, and look, we could have him against Cork. I suppose, for context, the the seniors are playing on Sunday, and the minors are out the wins or the twenties are out the Wednesday. If you feature at all for seniors, you're gone for the rest of the year. That's just the way it is. We again we spoke about that rule, but for Darren Mullins, you have the likes of Darren Hegarty. Um, you have a few more. Patrick Donovan is one. Liam Lynch. Now I don't think Liam will make it. Mike Keane is another. Um, yeah. There's a good few players there to come back. That it's very good for a manager to have played, have to won a game after playing so poorly, and to have a number to come back. Now, obviously, losing Colin will be a huge loss, but there are positives for Jeremy Mullins as you prepare for Cork, who have won two All Irelands in a row and will be favourites unless they don't think what happens in Ennis next week. Yeah, they, 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 they will. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's a favourable position to be in. Um, but um, you know, we've we've spoken ad nauseum about how special a player Cahill O'Neill is, and I, I, I think he he just added to that reputation last night. Uh, you know, if if, if there's a player ir irreplaceable, he near, he comes very very near it at that level. He has he has done it all at, at minor and and now at under at under twenty level and. Um, but um, yeah, there, there are a couple of players to come back to, to the, as you said, Dermot Haggerty, Patrick Donovan, um, Michael Keane. But uh, I, I, I think um, he, you, you spoke off air there that, that um, uh, I, I think he will rejig his forces somewhat. Um, in a, and I just don't want to preempt what he's what he will do against Carput. Um, I, I, I thought. Um, I thought last night that Jimmy Quilty in particular led from the front. I I thought he had a very, very good game. He had a particularly good game when he moved out to the centre of the field. Yeah. And um he it, it, it would be returning in my view to his natural habitat if 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 um were he to be moved there from the start. And um you would have options, you would have options behind him in the role that he fulfilled against um against Clare, or which he started against Clare, um, in that um, you know, Colin Coughlin is an option for centre-back. Ethan Hurley is a natural centre-back. And um, like um, there, there are options there. And um, 
uh, I, I would see one option as 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 Jim Quilty. I, I thought Jimmy had a very 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 good game throughout and led from the front. Got a crucial point, um, you, you know, and um, he absolutely led from the front. I, I I thought I thought he was he was quite good and particularly good in the last twenty minutes. And um, um, you're go you you you're going to see a bit of jigging around. That's what I said that. Um, Dermot Mullins and and um, um, his his management team. Like Dermot admitted after the game that they had played was it up to ten challenges? Yeah, he said they won seven in a row coming into the game. Yeah, and um, you know challenges are challenges, Jack. But when you go into the white heat of battle and going to going to, there's nothing like um, the biggest challenge of all is a competitive game. Mm. And you will learn, and Dermot Mullins will have learned an awful lot more about his players from from last night, an awful yeah. lot more. And um, like there will be a certain amount of head scratching to be done, but I, I think he will rejig his forces and you will see a far more potent Limerick um, outfit the next day. You'll see a far more cohesive Limerick outfit. Because let's face it, Jack, we have the players to, to put out a very cohesive unit. And um, uh, I, 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 I would think... Um, that we will see a much, much improved Limerick performance in over the coming games. And um, I, I'm saying that um, in anticipation that we may be in the semi-final and who knows, maybe the final. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you there. I think Jimmy Quilty is an, is an out-and-out midfielder. And I think in the same token, Eaton Hurley is our man for number six. And even if you wanted to keep him at seven, you have Keen Scully on the bench. Vince Harrington is an option there at wing-back. If you wanted to move Jimmy into midfield, um, Jeremy Hegarty is a shoe-in to go into the half-hour time. If he comes back straight in for for Carl O'Neill, uh, I think Shane O'Brien is better out the field, out of wing forward. I know he's young, but I think Adam English or Aidan O'Connor could easily go in to full forward line. But look, it could be pretty much a dead rubber by the time we get that, and we will look forward to it. That is the twentieth of April, and um, they play Cork. But again, if Cork beat Clare, or even if they get a draw, Limerick are true. But uh, yeah, look, great to get a win. Um, after this point of weekend, we'll move on to that now, Matt. We'll start. But it, 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 it'll be a tough, it'll be a tough ask for Cork. I'm telling you, going to Clare, and I think the game actually, Jack, is in Six Mile Bridge. Oh yeah, it is. You're right there. Um, it is in Six Mile and, Bridge. And Clare, uh, Clare showed last night. Um, they got a they got a right clipping against Cork last year. I think it might have been the Miners. I'm not sure now. Was it Miners? I think so it was the Miners, miners got a right clipping, and yeah. but who didn't get a right clipping from Cork Miners last year? That's true as well. Uh, well, Limerick were beaten by ten points, but McClare, I think, lost by the bones of forty points. I think, if they I'm did, if did, I'm right, yeah. so they'll have they'll have revenge on their mind. So it'll be an interesting battle. Clare have a, a lot of good players. They didn't have Shane Meehan last night for one reason or another. He was on the bench, but he didn't feature. But um, they have a lot of good players. But we'll move on from the. Yeah, the it, 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 it will tell us a lot about. Um, um, it, it's certainly a game that will tell us a lot about Cork's chances of defending their titles. Yeah. I will. Well, I suppose. I suppose there is just there's going to be a, a big turnover, and I suppose they'll have a lot of that minor team as well. No, the senior players that are eligible. Darrell O'Leary, the fullback, is eligible, and Kieran Joyce is eligible, and it it will be very interesting to see what Don Lomani, the manager, will do um, going to Six Mile Bridge in anticipation of their featuring against Limerick. You know. Yeah. Well, I think I think Kieran Joyce will definitely play against Limerick. I don't think there's any two ways about that. And I would personally, if I was in the car camp, I'd be putting in Darrell O'Leary. At three, for himself or Rob Downey, I wouldn't be putting Cahillan in there now. Personally, I'd have O'Leary and Joyce Burns by the time they play Limerick, but that's that's for Cork to decide, and that's for another day, Matt. Um, as I said, a disappointing weekend for Limerick um, football on both accounts. 
The most recent of those was the Sunday um, Ladies Division 4 League final loss to Offaly. 3-12 to 4-4. Just, it's hard kind of to wrap your head around what went wrong for Limerick. They were so good um, in the league, winning four out of four. They even beat Offaly en route. Now, that was well, that was in second Wallace uh, on a very, very bad day. But things couldn't have got much better for Limerick. Uh, Katrina Davis and Murray Kavanagh had a 1-1 to no score up inside a minute or two and you're thinking here here we go but just as things panned out again your assessment from the game yeah um it all turned in six minutes jack mm. when after got three goals in that spell yeah you know and um it 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 it, it was that crucial third quarter now um Graham uh, Shine and um um you know, always felt confident about his side going into the last quarter. And he had jolly good reason for it being the case in that they had finished their games in, in, in the past strongly. But Offaly had built up what was at that stage, I think it was a seven-point lead at the second water break, yeah. which was practically in the circumstances, Jack, unassailable. You know, now Limerick had a great start. Um, it um, Mariah Kavanagh and just Rebecca De Lee got the first goal. It was Sorry. a fantastic start, and one said to you, like in many ways, it mirrored the start last night. One one inside the first two minutes, um, but then Offaly hit back with seven unanswered points, and um, at that stage, um, Limerick were really, really stram- scrambling to get their their game going, and and um, uh, you know they suddenly came back into it, like most notably. Um, uh, the performance of Kathy Mee in that particular period on the run-up to halftime when she was involved in two goals, clinically finished by Aris Canelli. And by halftime, Lim- Limerick had it turned around. Three, one to nine points, and you'd say to yourself, you know, they have weathered the storm, this is it. And the, I suppose for nearly 10 minutes of the second half, you were going to say to yourself, this is going to be tight. Um, but Limerick had measurably the upper hand until until those three goals went in. The first, which Jack, you'd have to say, was of a dubious nature. That was contentious, sorry. Uh, contentious. It went in, hit the crossbar, came down, and in my opinion, I thought that Neve Ryan had got behind the ball and cleared it. But yeah. um, uh, the officials um, ordained that um, it had crossed the line before she cleared it. And... Um, um, you know, it, it it proved to be the spark and it proved to be the catalyst. Um, uh, whether Limerick heads dropped for a few minutes and they left their guard down, and um, Offaly got two more goals, and and suddenly it was a seven points game. And um, like at at that stage, you you really really worried for Limerick. But in fairness, um. They 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 curtailed Offaly from there on, and um, Katty Mee got got um, got the fourth goal. Again, it was a great effort by um, by um, Iris Kennelly. Yeah. That was blocked by the Offaly goalkeeper um, into the path of 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 Katty, who finished it with a plumb to the net, and um, it, it it looked as if it was game back on, but. No, they were not able to close the gap any further. But you see, it, it, Jack, this is one of the anomalies um, that that that's in this particular competition. 
Offaly will be playing in the Intermediate Championship. And what, what you had last Sunday in Borough yeah. was an intermediate team playing a junior team. You know, there, there has to be a better system, Jack. That, that people play in the league at their own level. And um, yeah. I, um, I, 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 despite the defeat, Jack, it augurs well for Limerick going into the junior championship. Like the, 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 one, yeah, thing that I, the one thing that I would worry about is um, have they put themselves up in a pedestal to, to you know, to, to be shot at. And to a certain degree, they have, they've got to the league final. And, um, they are the team to beat, in fairness, in the junior championship. Um, that comes to the territory. Uh, as you said, Offaly, look, as an intermediate team, um, you would fancy yourselves. And Limerick did beat them already, but I suppose it's also hard to beat a team twice in the one year that kind of comes into it. My biggest takeaway was the promotion aspect of it. That, Like Limerick, 24 hours earlier, their footballers were in a league final, but they were... They knew that they were in the, the Division 2 for the following year, but Limerick didn't have that luxury. It's an extra pressure on a final. And I just think, and I think Graham Shine said it as well, I think two teams going up is probably a far, fairer route. And it allows teams to build more. Limerick are in the bottom tier again. Like Only one team will come out of it again for next year. I just don't think it promotes um, ladies football at that level as much as it should, really. Uh, you're absolutely right. And... and, and um... Graham, Graham Shine actually, Jack, has a fixation on that. Because if mm. you remember our chat with him the previous week, uh, where, where, where he spoke about that, and, and he, he spoke about it again after the game on, on, on Sunday. And he, he's absolutely right, Jack. But you, you, you would hope, Jack, that with the coming together of the, the, uh, of the associations that you, that you, 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 you you know, you you will have something like that done across all codes. That 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 there will be a regular, right across all codes. And it was interesting that the, the five-year strategy that was that that was um, that was um, published over the weekend with the with a certain amount of emphasis on is it six codes, one association. Um, that that this 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 thing that um, um, uh, the the amalgamations. Um, uh, of, of, of the associations moves the pace and is expedited. And it was also interesting in the week that we got a set of fixtures from Monster GAA out, outlining the double headers that they have organized between um, with the Camogie Association and and with the um, with, with the LGFA for the forthcoming Monster Championships. Yeah, they're brilliant. Um, absolutely, absolutely brilliant. And the, the, this, this is a foretaste of what could be coming down the line. But as regards structures, Jack, I, I would hope that I would see it extend to that. And like that there, there, there is no cogent reason and and and, and um, Graham Shine is absolutely right. There is no cogent reason that that um that you cannot you have you 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 have your four group you have your four divisions the very same as the football championship and like the, the the blueprint is there in, in in football, and why not take that extra step and move over and do the very same and allow two two up and two down, and um, in, in 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 that case Limerick would have would have been promoted, and I have no doubt that the way that the trajectory is in in Limerick ladies football at the moment that they would benefit considerably from that, and uh, that that is the point that 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 Graham Shine was making. 
yeah, it's it's a fair point. Like, I just think it, it helps the development of of, um, of a team. Like, obviously, Limerick are always going to be disappointed losing the league final, but now they have that added thing in their heads that the the four wins were pretty much for nothing, unless they can put a, a run together in the All Ireland Championship. It has given them that momentum. But I just think it's a bit it's a bit fair unfair that only one goes up. Um, I suppose it's the same in the club championship. Though. It's it's very cut and trust um, you have to win the final when, when it's there to one and that's what Offaly did but as you said mm-hmm. Offaly are probably see themselves operating at a higher level they're in division three for next year they'll be in the intermediate championship but hopefully as the year goes on Limerick will join them in intermediate championship for, for 2023 that hope isn't lost yet overall yeah, but, uh, in fairness um, um, Graham Shine um, um, I, I, I don't think Limerick are going to wallow in it because no. um, he 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 made it quite clear after the game that right they're going to go away and um, going to get a couple of weeks off, um, close the chapter in the league, come back and refocus on the championship, and that's the way it, it should be. And I, I I have no doubt that there'll be very very little discussion around the Limerick training camp when they come back about the league, other other than um, any shortcomings that he would have identified in 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 their in their game that. Um, uh, making it right, but um, the the logistics are um, are the mechanism by which they find themselves in Division Four again for another year. I'm sure that board that that will, is well and truly parked and put to bed. Yeah, look, it's it's disappointing, but um, it could be motivation for this side. Um, as you said, to be parked now, they look mm-hmm. forward to doing championship. They'll have a while off. Players to get a break. Um, should reinvigorate them. It capped off a disappointing weekend, as I said, for Limerick football with the seniors losing in Crow Park. On Saturday to loud one fourteen to twelve, um again a game that swung with a goal probably not as much loud were kind of creeping into the contest they were steadily I suppose coming to the pitch of the game Limerick started brilliantly um I think Killian Fahey going off had a huge impact on the game I don't think it's probably spoken about as much because he went off so early but overall you couldn't say anything but loud deserved to win it with another positive performance for Limerick, if you understand where I'm coming from. Yeah, very, very positive performance. Um, and it, it was on the biggest stage of all. And um, again, we spoke there a while ago about the, the goals that Offaly got in that period being absolutely crucial. Um, young Jackson's goal for Lout um, was, was equally as crucial. But um, you would have to say, Jack, that in its execution, in, it, in its creation... Um, you know, it, it was a thing of beauty because yeah. um, it, it, it was actually the loud corner back that 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 um, that, that won a, won a dirty ball and and um, or won a turnover and and um, they walked it up the field and and um, um, Jackson got in Liam Jackson got in behind the defence and um, there was no way he was going to miss. Um, despite the best efforts of Donald O'Sullivan. And after that, Limerick were really playing catch-up, Jack. And um, it, 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 like, it, it was one of those games that from an early stage, one would have said to themselves, whoever gets the goal here will be really in the driving seat. And and that's the way that's the way it proved to way it proved to be. But like <clears throat> As you referenced there, when we were talking about the ladies, um, uh, Billy Lee was in the happy position that that um, uh, his main objective 
from the league um, had been achieved, which is promotion, before a ball was kicked in Croke Park. And um, if anything, you were into sort of bonus territory, well and good, if you could embellish promotion with um, with silverware, it, it, it would be great. But um, overall, it, it, it was a disappointing result. Um, I don't think Billy will be too dissatisfied with the performance. Um, uh, but uh, when you go to Croke Park, um, you go with one objective, and that's to win. And um, we have been pretty successful in Croke Park in, in the last decade. And, um, yeah, but look, for Limerick footballers, um, Billy immediately after the game was very, very quick to shift, shift the focus um, to Clare in the forthcoming championship. And, and that, that is really what matters at this stage. Um, Louth and the league is now water under the bridge. Job done. Job done. Job successfully done. Um, but now it's turned to the championship. A glorious opportunity to get to a monster final. Yeah. Now, it, it, it will be difficult to play Clare, to go to Innes and play Clare and beat Clare. But like um, with Cork and Kerry on one side of the draw, and um, all the controversy, Jack, that, that's attendant to the, the venue for that game. Um, yeah. At this point in time, we're not even sure if we will have a game that Kerry could have avoided right. the final. But um, I can't see that happening. But <coughs> it is a possibility. Like, um, there seems to be entrenched positions taken. And um, who knows? But... Like um, th that, that's got nothing to do with Limerick. Um, all Limerick are concerned with uh, is 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 the other foursome themselves, um, Clare, Waterford, and Tip. Won't be easy to come out of that four, but Limerick no, are quite not. capable of doing it, Jack. Yeah, they're definitely capable of doing it. We'll look at look at that game in in more detail as the weeks go on. It's the thirtieth of April in Ennis. <laughs> It'll be the third of four trips to Ennis for the senior sides. Obviously, the Herders have been there twice. And they'll have to go there a week later. But um, yeah, overall, though, for the league, like you mentioned there, it's huge progress. I think a big thing for Billy is the amount of players that have been integrated into the team. There has been, there's probably at least 20, 21 players that you'll be happy now to see in championship action. And we'll be talking about our MVPs in a while. And we'll talk about more in football in a while. But on that Killian Fahey injury, he goes off so early, so you, you don't feel that, that absence as much. But when you... When you add in Killian Fahey, who has done so well for Tommy Childs, um, Robbie Childs comes in, he's not really probably a midfielder. Killian Ryan was starting at centre-forward instead of Brian Donovan. Killian isn't a forward, really. He's he's a defender. You add in Diane Neville to that list and the likes of Shams O'Carroll. I know we have Brian Fanning back, but injuries probably played their part overall um, in the final for, for Limerick. Now, I will be honest, I, I think got louder without one or two as well, which is always going to happen to a team, but like... On the surface, without some of your, your key frontline players to hold loud, who are a real upcoming force, did very well on Sam Mulroy, only conceded 114, which isn't that much considering Limerick were, were scoring a lot. Um, and again, finishing, they didn't finish very well, which they have done. They, that's something they can rectify. Um, there's a lot to take from the game, as we say, but we look forward to that and more later on in the podcast when we're, when we're talking more about Limerick football. Um we have the there's a lot to take there's a lot to take from the league Jack. yeah there's a lot to take from the league when um when you look at um when you look at the league and and look at limerick and look at limerick in 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 croke park last sunday 
last last Saturday that that Billy 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 had had the luxury of um, allowing uh, of having the like of of and we spoke about it last week of having Rob Childs, um, Robbie Burke, the likes of Padraig De Bruyne on the bench. We haven't mentioned Gordon Brown at all. Um, yeah. You know. Um, he, he has built a very, very, very strong squad, and that that has emanated from from the league. And um, like we did mention at the outset, the way that um, his resources were going to be tested with the with, with the loss of of key players and um, three frontline players in Danny Neville, Tommy Childs, and Brian Fanning. Happily, Brian Fanning um, came back. And um, we, we 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 can see the influence of of of, of his, his his return, and I know that we will be talking a, a, a bit more about it a bit later in the in the podcast. But um, uh, you know, and the, the, there were injuries, particularly injuries going to Antrim and all that sort of thing. And which his panel withstood all that. To give you an idea and a sense, to, um, Tommy Griffin is another one coming off the bench. Um, and um, quite an experienced player at this stage, Tommy Griffin, and and um, like, yeah. Look, I think overall Billy will, will, will take a lot from from the league, and and that um, he, I think the bottom line that he will take is that he has a squad quite capable of mounting a serious challenge to get to at least the monster final. Yeah, I think that the men's like the women's um, just need to use the league campaign. Take all the positives because there was plenty of them from both of them and bring them into the championship because the year could peter out quite quickly. I don't think it will now. They will obviously have qualifiers this year, but do you want to take them out with the good momentum and learn from what went wrong? We'll say because Loud could be waiting in, in the qualifiers. Loud are coming through the championship. I don't know who they have in the first round. I won't lie, but which for the team if they get them a third time that they'll, they'll which, be able which to. Which for that? Which for that? I think we'll probably fancy them to come through that now, but look. Um, it remains to be seen. You'd be fancying a team if you met them again. And Louder, Louder, a good team, and they'll show that in Leinster and they'll show it in Division Two next year under Mickey Hart. They have a real out and out score in Samuel Wright. They've brilliant runners. To be honest, it was like watching Tyrone play the other day. Tyrone at their at their peak mm-hmm. under Mickey Hart, breaking numbers, defending numbers, just do everything fairly quickly mm-hmm. when when possible. So look, we'll we'll be talking more with footballers, as I said later on in the podcast. Um. We have we have we, other... we have learned again that any team managed by Mickey Hart Jack is a tough nut to crack. Yeah, and the same the same for for Billy Lee. Um, that absolutely, Billy Billy has done an absolutely incredible, absolutely incredible job. Yeah, a uh, few things to tidy up just here in the middle section. We have the the coming of Mulskull. Um, we had the Harland Camogie last week we had the the east winning the mackey and we had the west winning the neville cup and today you're telling me that we have an east and south derby in both the the larkin and the sarsfields cup in the the common Mulskull. um as we said every week it, it's great first experience for these kids to play in i suppose real competitive environment i know it's all for fun but uh it's the stars of the future on show today yeah, fantastic competition, Jack. Fantastic competitions, and as as we've said, it's the first opportunity for very young players um, to get the opportunity uh, uh, to play a representative. Um, and um, yeah, you're right. The East won the Sarsfields Cup last. Uh, sorry, won the Mackey Cup last week. Um, they defeated the West in the final, and the West got some crumb of comp- 
consolation when when they won the um, when they won the um, the Neville Cup, defeating the South in the final. Now on Tuesday, the semi-finals of the Sarsfields and and um, Sarsfield Cup and Lark and Shields took place, which is the um, football equivalent to, to the Mackey and the Neville. And um, the East beat the West in both, and the South beat the City in both. So that that has set up. Um, that has set up an east um, um, east south um, final in both courts this afternoon in the Gaelic Ground. So um, that that that's you know two very exciting games to look forward to. But fantastic work done done by Common Amon Skull Jack at that level. And another competition that's kicking off this this weekend, Jack. Um, after um, a couple of years of an absence due to the pandemic is the Celtic Challenge hurling, under-17 hurling. Yeah. Now, one might say, what's the Celtic Challenge hurling? Celtic Challenge is for players under-17 who are, who are not members of county panels. Now, Limerick will be fielding two teams in the, in, in the competition. Limerick Sarsfields, which will be drawn from players in the West and City divisions, and Limerick Treaty, will be drawn from players in the East and the South. Now, they're both in action this Saturday. Um, the the Sarsfields take on Clare, at Clare venue as far as I know, and, and uh, Treaty take on, um, take on um, Waterford. Again, I think it's at a Waterford venue. Um, earlier in the week when I was trying to source um, the venues, the, 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 the venues were, were not available, but... Um, um you know it, it in the past it has proved a very very good competition and a very interesting competition and again jack it, it, it is giving players an opportunity um to to play a representative and to showcase their, their, their skills at, at a higher level than at club level when it's a, when in when, and itself is a very 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 good competition there's a lot a lot of good work done in it and um so that that is going to that that is going to start this Saturday, and it's going to run for three weeks, um, three successive Saturdays, home and away each Saturday. Um, I know that Limerick um, uh, Limerick Treaty are in the same Limerick. Uh, sorry, Limerick Sarsfields are in with Galway. Um, they're in with um, Clare, and they're in with uh, Cork North. Um. um Limerick Treaty then are in with Waterford, East Cork, and Kilkenny Blacks. <coughs> Kilkenny have two sides in the Kilkenny Blacks and Kil Kil Kilkenny Ambers. But um, uh, when the group phases is over, Jack, the, the very, very interesting thing about the groups is that at the end of the stage, everybody qualifies for a subsequent move on to a subsequent competition. There are eight groups nationally. And uh, the teams that finish top in each group will all go into one group and play out a knockout. The teams that finish second, third and fourth down along, um, playing in different national finals. So it's a, it's a well-structured competition with, you know, a great opportunity um, <clears throat> for players to be exposed to good competitive games. So it, that all kicks off this weekend. And uh, during this cast, obviously, we, 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 we will keep you abreast of of, of of what's happening in, 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 in the various groups. 
yeah, and it's brilliant that look, it gives them a feel of what it's like to play for your county, um, to play in finals because for hopefully for a lot of them that's down the line. Um, keep in touch. Also, there last, last weekend, Jack, um, Limerick Ladies Football won the Munster under 14 B Championship. Yeah, um, they 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 they, they, they defeated Tipperary and Mallow after extra time, which was a decent scalp to take, and um. Um, like um, had these congratulations to John McNamara, his management team, and and all the girls um, um, to get a piece of silverware at that level. That will give you a sense um, of um, the good work that's been done down at that level in at um, underage level in ladies football, and that that sort of thing augurs very very well. Victories like that augurs very very well for the future, and um, I suppose it's it, it, it's indicative. Of, of of the level of work and the level of effort um that 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 is being put in to bring Limerick up along the ranks. Yeah, well done to the, the under 14s ladies football team there. Um more growth in underage Limerick football for the ladies and the boys that age. So look it's it's bored well the academy is there for a reason and it, it seems to be working more yeah, underage. Well we saw the academy panels just as you mentioned we saw the 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 the, the academy panels published this week. Mm. And uh, they they will be going into competition. Most of them going into competition this weekend. So like they, they, there's there's a whole myriad of um, things happening at underage level across the codes in Limerick, and it augurs all augurs very very well for the future. Yeah, it does. Um... You know, because back um, a decade ago, you'd hear people saying, "Ah, oh, sure, there's nothing happening at Limerick underage level." You know, and um, you know, you, 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 that that cannot be levelled at any one of the codes in Limerick at this stage. No, it can't. Um, we also have, by the time we talk next, we'll have both the uh, under twenty footballers and the minor hurlers out. Twenties uh, footballers play Waterford on Monday, the eleventh, in the Fraher Fields at seven o'clock. I think for anyone working, that game is probably out of reach, but it is going to be streamed. So the best look to, to Shamey and his squad there. The winners will play Cork the following week. Um just from talking to, to some of the lads inside there. Um they're not they're not ruling out Waterford by any means. But Limerick football has gone to that place now where you will fancy yourselves against Waterford in the championship. So again, the best look to Yeah, to I, I, I think they will fancy themselves against the Waterford. Um and um you, you know they 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 have been um they, they have taken part in the Lima O'Connor Cup. Now, they, they, they lost um, their three games in the Lima O'Connor Cup, but were very, very, very competitive, Jack, particularly competitive against what was a very strong Offaly team in, in, in the final round, which was, um, and as you know, Offaly are All-Ireland under-20 champions of 2021. And um, yeah. interestingly, Jack, Munster is a small province in terms of numbers of counties in that we have only six in the province. Um, it's 17 years since Limerick and Waterford met in the Munster Under-20 Football Championship. Was that a final? It was a semi-final in the Gaelic rounds. And um, Limerick won it um, 110 to 1-5, I think. I know what you're thinking about. And now that you said it, we, 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 will, have our, we will have our little history lesson, Jack. Do, in yeah, that, I knew um, they played in the final. They played in the final in the year 2000. All right, okay, a bit further away. In the year 2000. And uh, the final was played, I, I don't know, 
um, why when it was a final that I think at the final when, when it came to the final there was um uh, there was a small bit of controversy around it. Um, Limerick had beaten Cork and one of it had beaten Kerry. Um, I think Limerick were seeking a neutral venue. Um, but Waterford insisted that the um, that the home and away should stand. And um, the game was played in the Flaher Field in Dungarvan. And Limerick won it by six points to four. Six yeah. points to four, Jack. That was the final score. And, you, you know, you'd say, sure, Limerick could do, you know, they can score. They went on, Jack, and they beat Westmeath. Yeah. In the All Ireland semi final, before losing out in the All Ireland final, narrowly to a um, Tyrone team managed by Mickey Hart. And if memory serves me correct, the team definitely contained, the Tyrone team definitely contained, I think he was captain, the late Cormac McAnallen. Yeah, there's a documentary about that team. Um, I just saw on TGR one night, and Cormac McAnallen was definitely the captain. And obviously, sure, they won. And All Ireland three years later with himself as captain. So yeah, a nice but, history but, lesson but, there. But but what's what what nearly what kind of slipped under the the radar a small bit that particular year? There was very very little made of it. The but problem. Limerick were within touching distance of completing a hurling and football under twenty one double. Yeah, because <laughs> Limerick won the All Ireland under twenty one hurling that year, captained by Donnachie and Avedere. I was saying recently, our Limerick. Uh, you were hardly born at that time, Judge. I was what? I'm old now. I was. Four, I was definitely four. in sharp pants, anyway. I was. I was in sharp pants, anyhow. I've been sharp pants the whole time, but I was only four. But um, I was just saying recently that Limerick are, are climbing up the grades as a as a jewel county. We'll say, um, you'd have to say Galway are probably the premier jewel team in Ireland at the moment with two Division One teams. Then you have the likes of Limerick, Dublin. Cork, am I missing anyone there? I don't. Tipperary. Tipperary, yeah, I suppose. Um, you Tipperary, actually, Jack, are strong across all four codes. Yeah, that is very, very true. As if you brought in all codes, I've been saying this medium for a while, and um, that 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 you know, the the Komogi championships and Komogi competitions have been dominated by by Cork, Kilkenny, and Galway. If if that if there's to be somebody to gate crash that trio, in my opinion, it's Tipperary. And actually, you know, I, I when I was looking forward to the um, the Camogie League final, which is on this weekend, and and um, I know we'll be talking about Camogie and the relegation battle in 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 a minute. But when I when I was looking forward to previewing the the, the, the final, um. Galway had very, very, very handsome wins on the way to the final and four straight wins. Jack, they only beat um, Tipperary 111 to 13 points in Ballinus Law. Yeah, I think... On, on, on their own patch, and it, it was a lucky, lucky victory because certainly... This, and um, uh, you must recall as well, Jack, and this isn't, this isn't something we should be surprised at, and I know it's a Limerick podcast, but I'm just making the point, that prior to the lockdown... And when the Komogi final was was called off in 220, Tipperary had reached the final to play Cork. Yeah. You know, 
But um, they are, they nobody are likes forced, to see. No, uh, nobody wants to see um, the same counties dominating the thing year in, year out. You know, and that is what has happened in Camogie. And you know, if anything, it it it, it has stifled the popularity of the sport because people are probably saying, "Oh, sure, look, it's 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 Cork, Galway, or Kilkenny." It, it, it would be fantastic for the game of Tipperary to break through. Now, I'm not saying yeah. break through, I say re, reinvent themselves because they have won all Ireland's in the recent past. Yeah. Um, let us know in the, in the comments who you think the the best jewel county in Ireland is. Um, before we move away from the Rage Games as well, the minor hurlers, Kevin O'Hagan's minor hurlers, are playing on the 12th, that is Tuesday, against Cork in Parky Cueve. Now we know how strong. The Cork Miners have been in recent years, but um, Kevin named his squad there recently enough. This an exciting squad there. And again, you can't, we won't get in too much into these games because obviously you don't know really much about these players at that age. But there are some names that are going to crop up here and there. That's seven o'clock. That game will also be streamed. So hopefully by the time we talk next week, we'll have. That, 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 game, that game is interesting for a couple of issues. First of all, um, it, it, it will map the transition of. Um, um, former Cork Camogie manager, four times All Ireland winner with Cork Camogie, to hurling, in that he is the manager of Paddy Murray, in that he's the manager of the Cork minor team. Now he has only one player from last year's team at his disposal, which is Timmy Timmy Weeks from um, from Cove, who who will join captain the team. But it's interesting. I was looking at the Limerick at, um, squad, and I might be subject to come to. Um, to correction on this, on, on the squad that faced Cork last year and were beaten 124 to 114 in Tullis, I think Pierce Connolly, Connery of Kilmallock is the only link. Um, off the top of my head, I'm just trying to see. Maybe there, there are one or two others, but certainly Pierce I had, is the one. I had five as part of the squad. No, I don't know if they played. No, but I'm, as... I'm talking about those that featured. Yeah, yeah, Connery is the only one. Um, Pierce, Pierce is the only one, I guess, as far as I, I can make out, you know. There's Tara Langan from Unlean, the captain this year, was on the squad last year, as were Michael Reardon, Kieran McMahon, and Mark Field, but they didn't feature against Cork. Um, no. Pierce Connery is the only one. So, as you in that, at under 17, there is going to be a huge turnover because even there's a big jump from, even though there's a huge jump from 17 to 18, there's probably a bigger jump from 16 to 17 that you'd probably want players. On the age, but again, the best look to, to Kevin and his side. Um, that's around Robin as well. So, the 20th footballers are the I'm only not go, really... I'm, not, I'm not going into grouch territory now, um, Jack, but all this chopping and changing of age grades, I don't get it. 21 I... under 18, they served us well for a century almost, and well, not quite a century, half a century. and. Uh, three quarters of a century, and um, I think the minors started the first minor championships were in 1928, and I'd say the first um, under 21 championships I think were in 1964 or thereabouts. But um, they served as well, and I do I, I don't I don't know what you're all this and you probably you'll probably say under your breath now, Jack, and you might as well say it to me out that there's that old foggy going again. But go on. No, I completely agree with you. Uh, I know I understand um, leaving search has to take preference. Um, so, uh, to be fair, a lot of those boys will be in fifth year. So, there's that. But fifth year is uh, is important as sixth year. So, mm. yeah, I personally prefer 
18 and 21. I think then a club you have 17, 19, 21, that some lads are flogged altogether, especially if they're playing with their adult club. So, look, that's that's for another day. I, 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 I thought an, an element of the change was 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 to prevent and cushion against burnout. Yeah. Uh, but the minor hurlers um, Tuesday at 7 o'clock in Park Cueve against Cork. The minor footballers Two days later, Thursday the 14th, 7 o'clock in Semple Stadium. Uh, for both the minor teams, it's a, a round robin. For the hurlers, they have Cork and then they have Kerry. Top two go through like the 20s. The footballers are in kind of a phase thing with Limerick, Cork, Clare and Tip. The winner of that goes on to play um, Cork or no, Jack, Kerry. Cork, Cork, Cork are not involved in it. Cork, Cork, Cork. Uh, yeah. like, Sorry, did I say Cork? Uh, I meant Watford, Tipperary, Limerick and Clare. And I Cork don't think Kerry play... come up with, 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 with a format that, that this is, but Cork and Kerry play in one game. The winner goes directly to the Munster final, and the loser plays the winner of the um, phase one. Phase That's one, fun. and phase one comprises of a round robin between Limerick, Tipperary, Clare, and Waterford. The top two who will meet in the final, and whoever wins the final will, will play the loser of Cork and Kerry. Yeah, just a breakdown of Limerick fixtures they have say next Thursday. Uh, Tip and Turles, then the following Thursday they have Clare and McNeville, and then again the Friarfield the following Thursday. As you said, top two play each other. The winner of phase one plays the loser of Carrying Cork, and whoever comes through that semi final plays the winner of the original Carrying Cork fixture in the final. So, yeah, we'll get into those games as we start the teams. But the best look to, to Shamey, to John Keane, to Kevin O'Hagan, and all the sides in action next week. You mentioned that Camogie final. Um, well, we had two finals last week. This one is this is a must win. This is a relegation final. Uh, Limerick versus Offaly at two o'clock in Moneygall on Saturday. It has been a disappointing campaign for, for John Lillis so far. Look, there's been a lot of disruptions for the team. Um, over the last few years, like they're going very strong and then certain things happen and, and it falls down. But they were in a similar situation in it's so so hard to understand time with the COVID, but I think it was 2020, just before COVID came in there in relegation final against Dublin, came through that. You'd be hoping that actually this- that actually wasn't um a relegation final. It it was the final game of the group. Yeah, sorry, uh, to stay the, out the, of the relegation the lo- final. The loser of which would be condemned to, to the relegation playoff. Yeah. And Limerick won that game and in in inside in UL um with uh O'Leary, um who unfortunately is off is Will be missing from the squad this year. Um, uh, got a wonder goal that particular day that, that turned it. And um, like last weekend, Jack, we had finals and they were the finals we wanted. I suppose this weekend is the final that we don't want. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, you rightly said it, it's a final that we must win. Now, we we played awfully in, in the final round of the championship last year above and bar. And we beat him by um, beat him by three or four points in the, in in the finish. It was a crucial game because Limerick had lost both of their games prior to that in the group. So um, now, you know, I, I I was just looking through it, um, and and without wanting to um, uh, open up all sores, um, Limerick had two away games in the first round against two first rounds against two of the big threes. They had a very, very, uh, very, very impressive and, um, you know, heartening performance um, against Kilkenny down in Callan. 
and pushed Kilkenny pretty hard. Now, they had a very disappointing result when they went to Park Lukiv, but um, that comes with a caveat in the, that Limerick were shot a raft of players that day, a raft of key players. I think in that particular day, John, John Ellis might have given debuts to as many as seven or eight new players, Yeah, which was his back-to-the-wall situation. And then, I suppose, Jack, going into the game... Um, if you wanted an encouraging and heartening performance, they certainly got it when they pushed Clare all the way and it was only just a couple of injury score, <coughs> injury time scores that denied them of the victory that would have had. We wouldn't have, be having this discussion. But having said that, I, I, I was just looking at this in the week. I was looking at the se- sequence of how Offaly arrived to where they are. And um, like Limerick and Offaly didn't win a game between them. Offaly yeah. suffered defeats and suffered some very, very heavy defeats, Jeff. Very, very heavy defeats. Most notably, a massive defeat to Galway in the last round. And I think they lost a massive defeat as well to Tipperary. Now, the, the, the crucial game, and it was identified in terms of um, when, when you're identifying crucial games at the start of a league campaign, you, you, you're sort of identifying it in terms of... of, of um, who's likely to win promotion or who's likely to be tops. But in this case, there was the crucial game that was identified was in <coughs> among those who were likely to be struggling at the bottom. And and that was down and awfully. And down won that game. And that's why awfully are where they are today. It's look, it's it's not going to be a place for the faint heart to Jack. No. Um it's it's a place where Limerick don't want to be. Um, if, 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 if you take the last game as the best guide to to um, to um, to forum, you know, and it's an inexact science, but it is a guideline. Limerick's last performance was their most impressive. Offaly suffered a very, very heavy defeat to Galway the last day out. So that leans me to think if Limerick can reproduce... Excuse me, the type of performance that they put on against Clare, that um, it may have a happy ending. Yeah, look, it's no one wants to be in a relegation final, but when you're there, it's like any final, you just win, regardless of how that comes. That's all that matters. So the best look to John Lillis. And yeah, look, look. to a certain degree, Jack, they take on a life of their own because it's it, 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 it's how how players and how the mindset adapts to being in a backs-to-the-wall situation. And this is a real backs-to-the-wall for Limerick Camogie. And, um, like, you know, will they drop down to Division 2? Would it be the end of the world? Perhaps not. But Yeah, um, some teams some teams have, have come up to the ranks. And you look at Mead and the ladies' football yeah. um, as the perfect example now that that doesn't happen yeah. for every team, obviously. But look, there's precedent there that... If well, there is, if, if, if you look at Division 2 at the moment, uh, you see Watford and Wexford in it. Yeah, you know? but I'm sure if you ask and, them. Uh, the, the Division 2 final is on. and on, uh, they, they, they met in the semi-final of the Division 2. Now, um, the, the Division 2 of the Camogie League was the only one that had um, a knockout phase because um, there were three groups in it and uh, there were quarterfinals, semi-finals and final. Um, the other two groups, uh, it was <coughs> top team went straight through to the final. But 
Waterford and Wexford met in the semi-final and and Wexford won it. And Antrim beat Cork in the other semi-final last weekend. Now Cork are the well, Antrim are the All Ireland Intermediate Champions of 2021. So the the, the, the final in Croke Park on, on um, tomorrow evening at five o'clock is 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 um, is Wexford against Antrim. May not be the end of the world, Jack, but no, you know, um, when you're competing in sport, you want to compete at the top table. Yeah, it might be the end of the world, but you don't want to you don't want to take the chance of, of being down there. Um, so yeah, no, 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 no. Look, the optics of it would be all wrong. Like you know, I look, Jack. We 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 don't want it to happen. I think it won't happen. Yeah, look, the best look to, to John Lewis and his side. Hopefully, he can get the job done and start to look towards the championship. And it could be a positive story in a final, even though it's a relegation final after last week. Um, we'll take a win, Jack, and we'll, we'll lower on a win. We'll definitely take a win. Um, before we finish. We did it last week with the hurlers, their their five MVPs. Um, again, it's, people will interpret differently. I'm just going for the players that kind of make it tick, not necessarily the best players. Anyone wants to see the hurling version at the end of last week's podcast. But this week, I think fittingly, after reaching a league final, actually a, a lovely league campaign, really, um, where you earn promotion to Division 2, two years after being in the bottom tier. The five MVPs from Billy Lee's Limerick football side. Again, there's no right or wrong answers in this. It's just a matter of personal opinion. I think there's one definitely that, like Keen Lynch was with the Hurling, Ian Corbett was named on the Sunday game team of the year. Now, he was definitely shoehorned into cornerback. I don't think I've ever seen Ian play a cornerback. I don't think we ever will. But I presume you went with Ian Corbett as one of them anyway. Of course, absolutely, absolutely, sure. Um, look, he's the heart and the pulse of that that that, that team. He's the man that makes thing makes Limerick tick, you know. And um, you know, absolutely a fantastic player, and has been so consistent for so long, Jack. Absolutely phenomenal. <coughs> Ian Corbett is one of those um, players that would be a shoe in to any team in any any county team. Absolutely fa- fabulous player, and we we just you know we we, we cannot emphasise enough, Jack, the value he's to Limerick is just just not his football, not alone his football ability, but his leadership qualities. Yeah, uh, he's just a brilliant footballer, um, captain for a long time. He's there since 2012. <laughs> he won a Division Four. He got he got relegated. Um, then a few years later and has helped Limerick back to successive promotion. So he's seen and done it all with Limerick in his nine year or ten years on the panel at this stage. Um give us another one there, Matt. Keen Sheehan. Yeah. Um excellent against for men in particular, I thought ran the show from wing back is kind of like a Gavin White, um a Jack McCaffrey kind of wing back just all go, all action. Doesn't neglect his defensive duties, but at the same time offers so much going forward. As an athlete, second to none, and you were raving about him for Newcastle all summer. Um, he had a bad knee injury a couple of years ago, but is back better than ever, I think, since that injury. Yeah, well, I, I, I raved about him seven or eight years ago, Jack, when he came on the county team first. And um, I, I, I thought I saw... Um, potential in in what is a very very special player in my opinion and um 
I, I'm glad to say, um, thanks be to God, all those injuries are behind him. Like he, he hasn't had a good run with injuries, but but he's back. And and um, you, you know, last year for Newcastle West, in my opinion, he was the outstanding player of the of the club championship. And I think we agreed in that, Jack. That you know, and he he's brought it and and the, the potential that I saw in him six or seven years ago, whenever he came on the county team first. He, he's producing it now in spades. <clears throat> he's absolutely crucial for all the reasons that you see. Good defender, but what a ball carrier, Jack. Yeah. Not not the biggest of men now, but what a what a ball carrier. Yeah, I you think Tiffert Lode did a good job on him. He wasn't as effective against Lode as he was against Well, they, they prevented him from going forward. Do you know? Um, so like they definitely got their matchups right, and that's that's another factor in Limerick. Not getting the desired result is that they were able to put the, the shackles on some of the key players like Ian, like Keen Sheehan, and it just shows the how good they are essentially. That if you can if you can stop them, you're you're stopping the, the, the team essentially. Um another name on my list here is the goalkeeper. And we had the goalkeeper last week as well. I suppose it just goes the change in nature of the game. Don Sullivan. I don't know, was he part of your five? He was. Um he again, like, was. Like Ian Corbett, leadership. I I'm still think they're giant captains. I I thought we couldn't have giant captains anymore, but Dave Clifford and Joe Connor did it for Kerry. So I'm sure. Um, don't I, have, I I I don't know what this thing. You see, we're, we're we're tinkering with and repairing things that are not broken. Okay. Yeah, like I mean. And um, Shane O'Brien and Vince 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 Harrington went up for the for the Crow Cup. You know, so we either have it or we haven't it. Yeah, you we'll know? go with it. We'll go with Corbett and Dina Sol- Donald O'Sullivan. But, but, but uh, uh, for the same reasons, but the, 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 the career that Donald O'Sullivan has had, Jack, it's been, he's been so long there between the sticks and his appetite for it hasn't hasn't waned one iota. You know, he's, his leadership qualities, plus his he's, he's downright basic goalkeeping skills, Jack. Yeah, like... You know, it gets... takes a special shot to beat him, and there was no way in God's earthly he could have done. He he did the best he could against um, Liam Jackson last week. He you stopped know? Samuel Roy in the first half. He got he did. whatever touch he got on it, slowed it down for Sean O'Dea to come back. And he makes he makes a point blank save every game. Yeah. Every game. Mm-hmm. And yeah. kickouts, um, to be fair enough, the kickouts probably for Limerick are more of a, a system kind of thing. They do manage to create a lot of space, but Left or right, he always hits that space or hits his man if it's on. Um, like Nicky Quaid, just couldn't fault him and goes under the radar because there's never mistakes to talk about. It's just mm-hmm. consistency, uh, leadership. In Crow Park to the day, um, to be fair, there wasn't a huge crowd. You could hear him the whole game. He was talking to his defence. And like for a defender, that's what you want. You want to be... Because you can't see what's behind you. You want to be told where to go so that you're, you're cutting out these things. Um, mm-hmm. So as a player, as a leader, everything he brings to the table, invaluable for Limerick. And again, what has been there since 2013, like he was there before that, you know, um, never put a foot wrong, invaluable. Um, your fourth player? Killian Fahey. Yeah, I have him as well. And we could be on for a clean sweep here. I talked about Killian there. Um, his absence <laughs> was really, it really told. Um because in the first the first run of the game, he was in on goal. He was taken out. Probably should have been... It was a yellow in my book, if not a black. 
but there was no car. But he just gives you that go-forward ball. He played at 11 for three or four years when needed. He's playing midfield now. He plays in... I thought he was centre-back. He's all, I thought he was centre-back for his whole career after seeing him from a young age. But kind of like Keane Sheen, kind of a player. Just Very, very, very like him, yeah. <clears throat> um, but a brilliant left foot as well. Did he get 1-3 against Longford the first day? In the first 15 minutes? Like, yeah. You can't account for, for that kind of power around the middle. Power is how I'd kind of describe uh, Killian Fahey. Um, I don't know. Like, you're Very hard to stop and was definitely definitely missed uh, against Loud. And I think that's a big compliment to players that, that are absent. Um, when you can tell they're absent. Um, so he's fairly unique on that team. And as well, nice to have a left footer there in the middle of the park. And your fifth player? Jack, I, I did an awful lot of head scratching and I haven't much hair to scratch the hat off actually when I was head scratching, Jack, um, on this one. And I, I, I narrowed it down to three, first of all, um, Brian Fanning, um, Josh Ryan, you might be surprised to think, and oh. Hugh Bork. And you went with? I went with Hugh Bork. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the same as you. I have, I had a short list as well. Um, I'd have Danny Evelyn there definitely if he was around, but like that's well, yeah, oh yeah, point. absolutely. Um, Sean O'D, you know, Sean O'D. Uh, I thought Adrian Wright this year was fantastic, very, very good. Dara Tracy in the middle keeps it ticking over. Good. Peter Nash, very, very, for... very solid. Yeah, um, I, look, you could pick Fanyon, but I did, I did pick Hugh Burke, um, just as an intelligent footballer, very different to Danny, um. Is probably a small bit slower. He's not slow by any means. He is very quick off the mark. He's built strongly. He's not very tall, but but accuracy is accuracy and intelligence. I don't know. Is there anyone as intelligent as Hugh Burke in their football? Personally, I don't think so. Just he's probably not really an inside forward, but he's scoring three or four points a game from inside there. If he came out to eleven, he'd set up as much, if not more. Um, brilliant footballer. Absolutely, and. Um... Uh, I agree with ev everything you say about him, and he really, in, in scoring terms, he's a go-to man, you know, and he can pick off that score. And um, you know, he, he wastes so little, Jack. Yeah, he wastes very little, wastes absolutely, practically nothing, you know. No, he's an excellent player. I, I agree with you totally on 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 Hubert, but I, I agonised in it because, um, like in twenty twenty one, like. Brian Fanning was absolutely outstanding, um, and we were we were you know worrying about his loss this year. But um, when he came back, like it was as if he had never been away. Like um, yeah. you know, he's, five is a bit five is a bit cruel to pick in from a squad of thirty. Like, but well, uh, I, I, I I would pick fifteen at least, Jack. Yeah, I think I didn't go with Brian Fanning because I think Sean O'Dea. Is equally as good. Yeah. So you yeah. know, sometimes you're some players. I just don't think there's a replacement for Hugh Burke. Is what I was it's like. Mike Donovan yeah. was probably say to yourself why why um, why was I agonising about Josh Ryan? Score. Like um, and we we said now if you play it back at the very start of this uh, this um, uh, if you play back the cast that we said before the league when we spoke about Josh and that. If if Billy Lee could harness the talents of Josh Ryan, that would be a huge plus. Now I thought he might try and harness him as a midfielder. Now he's put him in full forward. 
very very good target man good 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 footballer um good free taker like um, you know and um fully focused and and on the ball Josh Ryan is is a huge asset in my view to Limerick huge asset yeah he was brilliant over the course of the league Limerick's top scorer now I know a lot of that came from freeze but they're they're no gimmies um in football freeze are are difficult um look you could have mentioned anyone James Acton had his best league campaign for Limerick Mike Donovan was brilliant so was was Paul Maher as Brian said, Donovan yeah if you could get the injuries as you said you could you could name <coughs> any of those boys um but five five is we're, we're, we're in the happy position and we're talking now Jack about division two footballers yeah um and there's nothing to say that next year you're you're talking when you're talking about most valuable five You've the likes of Robbie Childs and there, Tony McCarthy, these kind of boys. Dermot Kelly even is 23 now. He's coming into his, his prime. So, yeah, there's a lot of room for manoeuvre. But it is interesting that we, we did gave, agree. We gave no mention to Peter Nash. Yeah, well, I, I, I gave a small mention there that he took the burden from Denny and, and nailed down that, that 13 spot. In, in, in fairness, Nash was very, very good on, 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 on the team. And, like, he, you know... Um, he, like he gave Billy Lee no option, no. With the way he, with the way he performed for Kildare Palace, Kenry. Yeah, another fella as well. He's kind of shoehorned into corner forward. He's more of a, an 11, 12, kind of ten kind of player. Um, naturally, just kind of more of a, a supplier of ball. But mm-hmm. does the role like like you work will score for Limerick? Um, when needs to, when the job needs to be done. So it's just interesting there to be agreed on the five because last week. I heard, I think we had maybe two or three the same and, and a couple of outliers. But as we said, we could have mentioned any of the players. And look, we are in a privileged position to be able to mention an awful lot of players for Limerick football, which probably wouldn't have been the case three or four years ago, to be fair. But uh, Jack, work- when, um, when you're doing this in future, if you're doing it again, will you, instead of five, have 15? <laughs> will you be still pushing the 15? Because I'm sure there's a couple on the fringes that you'll be saying, I'd like to have It could be slightly easier. Yeah, slightly. But um, yeah, look, again, we don't mean any harm by this. It's just to highlight some players. Um, but they, they were all fantastic. And it was a disappointing weekend, Matt, in terms of results um, for football. But the fact that we could talk about two league finals for Limerick football is the key there, that we are getting there. The work has been done at underage levels. The management teams are in place. Players are putting in the work. Didn't work out in final day. There's nothing to say we won't have two finals next year either. So I think we'll leave it at that, Matt. Um, the best of luck to all the teams in action before we get talking again. Uh, the Camogie team in the relegation final, the under-20s footballers against Waterford, the minor hurlers against Cork. And I would say you'll hear from us before the minor footballers in uh, Tipperary. But until then, Matt, a huge thank you to you again. And to everyone listening, anyone that wants to comment in about their MVPs or anything, just leave your comments uh, in the stream and we'll get to them next week. So for now, that's it. Thank you. And we'll talk again soon. Thank you, Jack. The impression of the game, you get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it. No more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods. Can you? Kept in. Oh, well, Shorty Buckley to do that to Tomas O'Shea. He deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the war court today. Tomorrow morning, they made all the run, that was it.
Put the ball over the bar and the back of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sim-